Welcome to this latest edition of the FSB podcast, the go-to podcast for news tips and important information for small businesses and the self-employed. This month, we'll be exploring a major change to comms and IT that is set to impact all small businesses, but which could actually benefit you in many ways. And that is the ISDN switch-off, which is being billed as the biggest communication change in 30 years. You may or may not have heard it's coming, uh, but regardless of whether it's on your radar, there are many benefits for small businesses uh, that you may not currently be aware of, and also some valuable things you can do to prepare for the transition. So with that in mind, in this episode, we will explore what the ISDN switch-off is, when it's happening, what you need to do to prepare, how you can avoid disruption to your small business and the numerous benefits that you can gain from it. To help me do that, I'm pleased to say I'm joined by small business IT consultant and director of Evolution Managed IT Services, Nick Clark, who's going to give us the lowdown. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you, John. Good to be here. Yeah, good to see you again. Thanks for joining us once more. Um, Okay, look, for those that aren't aware of this forthcoming change at the moment, what is the ISDN switch off and why is it happening? Okay, so the um, so for the last thirty years, we've relied on um, traditional copper wire um, telephones, uh, um, so just a normal phone on your desk that you use for making receiving calls. Um, also used for such things as your alarm system, fax machines for anyone that still has fax machines, uh, and anything else that. Um, PDQ machines for taking car payments. So if you're in a shop, in a restaurant, anything like that, you might have one plugged in for your phone line um, to um, do um, car payment authorizations. So with ISDM being switched off in December 2025, the old, um, what I suppose could be considered in modern day terms, that sort of antiquated phone system uh, being switched off means that all that will disappear. Businesses, if they haven't already done so, need to be thinking about switching to um, f- uh, fully um, so to the new that what for some businesses might be new technology, but it has been around for a while now. Um, that has improved year on year. We're getting better and better and faster broadband services, uh, especially useful for businesses. Brilliant. Thanks, Nick. And um, what exactly will it mean for, for small businesses? You touched on it there, but how else might it impact them? I'm thinking of things like, you know, you mentioned landlines will be gone. So, you know, businesses with sort of sales functions or inbound and outbound calls, card payments you mentioned there. What might be the potential impact of, of not getting ready on time? Uh, if they don't get well, if they leave it to the last minute, they might find themselves in um, on a waiting list to get uh, to get switched over. Um, like installation of new inter- internet connections don't happen overnight, so the sooner businesses prepare, the better. They will find that as we get nearer to the switch off point that the quality on these traditional lines might start to deteriorate because it's, it's not going to be, um, uh, well, it won't be available at the end of 2025. Um, that's kind of the basics of it. Yeah, and are there certain sectors that will be affected more than, than, than others? I mean, you mentioned, obviously, 
card payments. So that that suggests, I guess, sort of you know retailers and so on. Yeah, retailers, anyone in kind of hospitality, anyone that um, a good example might be anyone that um, takes um, uh, takeaway orders. Uh, so anyone uh, working in, in kind of uh, food catering industry that um, are like your Domino's pizzas or anything of that nature or your 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 local um, takeaway restaurant um, that rely on orders coming in for, through the phone, they will be affected if they don't switch. And it's not as expensive as it was once was. Yeah, and also presumably, um, you know, any businesses that are operating operating a sort of sales team or uh, inbound and outbound calls, I'm thinking of, you know, estate agents and consultancies and those sorts of things. Yeah, any, yeah, anything, uh, anyone that is, um, so estate agents is, a, it, it is definitely a good example of that. Any um, business that has a, any kind of size of sales team, whether it be one or two people through to a whole office full of people, call centers, um, uh, um, anyone like that, anyone that is receiving inbound um, inquiries, um, businesses that provide support services to other businesses where they have a, a phone line that people can call. Great stuff. And what 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 exactly do the small businesses need to do nick is it as simple as getting in touch with your existing broadband provider or um are there other steps they they need to take and when in this process should they do that sooner rather than later is the answer to the to the to the last question um it is not simply a case of contacting a broadband provider. It is about speaking to uh, an IT provider or a telecoms provider who can advise them on um, what um, is available to them. And there's lots of different um, solutions. The term that is commonly banded about, uh, if you speak to anyone in the telecoms in- industry, is VoIP, which is Voice Over Internet Protocol. Uh, and that basically is what um, a lot of businesses have been switching to over the past over the past decade now it's just going to need to gather pace yeah and you sort of touched on 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 voice over internet protocol there um there are challenges for for small businesses with any change um but this offers benefits to small businesses as well doesn't it there, there's, there's lots of ways that they can that, that this change can potentially help them grow and, and make their organizations more efficient can you just talk us through some of those yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, pre if we think if we think back over the last three four years, where um, we, we obviously we had the COVID nineteen pandemic, which kind of meant that um, we had to stay at home. Um, we can we can go into the office. A lot of traditional businesses would have struggled with that, where they had they had so like an office location that everyone travelled into, and that's where they worked from. What this now provides an opportunity for any business that hadn't already looked at it during the pandemic to actually look at a phone system that can be hosted in the cloud, which means that this, their people can actually work anywhere um, as long as they have um, a, a, a decent enough internet connection, Wi-Fi access. You know, they could be sat in Costa Coffee. They can have the, they could use their an app on their mobile phone or an app on their uh, on their laptop. Uh, if they are 
office space or they have a home, home office, they can still get a traditional desk phone that just uses the voice over IP technology. Yeah, and I think the, the, the knock-on impact of that, obviously, is that, you know, small businesses that can empower their sales teams to work from home or in a hybrid way are going to be able to reduce office costs, potentially, because they won't need as oh, many yeah, very much so, yeah. and, and as many seats and things like that. Um, and presumably, you know, we hear a lot in this day and age about sort of systems that enable better collaboration and, and, and teamwork. You know, I'm thinking about things like... Um, you know, Microsoft and Google Workspace um, uh, um, opportunities and things like that that are helping organizations. Presumably, this is all going to help a lot of businesses move to more efficient ways of working and more collaborative processes, is it? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, uh, one of the things um, with using kind of um, software-based phone systems you can then integrate with Microsoft Teams you could integrate it with your CRM system so if we go back to the the call center or the um, businesses that have a sales team they can have their phone systems directly integrated with their CRMs so that as they are making or receiving calls that activity those that call activity can actually be logged in the CRM the 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 Users can put notes on when they're on, when they're on the call. They can schedule follow-up calls. So it opens up a whole world of possibilities. Yeah, fantastic. And presumably the message, Nick, is while this might seem some way off, um, you know, as a result of the fact that there will be a huge number of businesses looking to switch over near the deadline, and I guess as a result of the fact that there will be a lack of investment in the existing infrastructure as we head towards that um deadline the 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 instruction is to to act sooner rather than later is it yeah definitely i i, I would definitely recommend any business um, that hasn't already looked looked at it to look to look at it now and get that planned in because it's not simply a case of take one out and put one in there is a bit of planning involved in that uh, and there is you might have to look at what sort of internet connection have you got? Does that need to be reviewed? So there are things that businesses will need to take into account. And this is obviously where uh, working with um, someone like ourselves or a, teleco- uh, a telecoms uh, company can help with that transition and, and talk and guide businesses through that. That's fantastic. Thanks, Nick. I really appreciate you for for taking us through that and helping our audience of small businesses understand how they can successfully transition and gain the benefits of this change, as well as avoiding some of the the, the challenges and pitfalls of, of, of a switchover. Um, I'd also like to thank our audience for listening to this episode and to remind you that you can subscribe to the FSB podcast to receive regular updates and guidance on the big issues affecting small businesses. And do please also remember that you can find a whole host of additional webinars, podcasts and other content at the FSB website, which is fsb.org.uk. Many thanks for joining.